This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, happy Halloween. My eight-year-old son, Drew, has Halloween jokes for us this morning. You want to hear a Halloween joke? Yes, I'd love to. Who's in charge of the candy corn? Who's in charge of the candy corn? Who is in charge of the candy corn? I would like a word with that person. I don't know, Drew. The colonel. The The colonel. (laughs) Drew. I get it. Drew is in third grade. His costume this year, just trying to, to figure out his Halloween costume, has been a nightmare. Why? Just the whole experience. So he's been binge-watching Stranger Things, mm-hmm. right? And he's doing it by himself. Like, I watched the first two episodes with him, and he loved it. And I'm like, okay, well, I've already seen this, so I'm out. And, and he's still going. So I think he's, like, in the middle of season two. Okay. So he... Knew that he wanted to go as somebody from Stranger Things this year. Uh-huh. But he couldn't figure out who it was going to be. We talked about maybe go as Lucas or uh, even Eleven. Like, I was like, just get a hospital gown. You can have an Eggo waffle. Right. Uh, so what we decided on, and we're going around store to store, and we were at Spirit Halloween, and I'm like, you know what? I could throw together a Sheriff Hopper outfit oh, yeah. for him. That'd be easy. Like, maybe some sort of a... a Brown shirt, brown pants, just get a little police badge. Mm-hmm. I found a sheriff's hat. I found a fake mustache. Perfect. And I'm like, this is going to be such an awesome costume. And here's where it all fell apart. He insisted on having a gun. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, definitely can't bring that to school. Right. You, I'm like, you can't. You're not going to have a gun. Right. If, you, if you're going to be Sheriff Hopper, Sheriff Hopper, you're not going to have a gun. Right. I said, especially in Halloween night, you're not going to walk around the neighborhood with a gun. Of course. And they do sell them at Spirit Halloween, but they're orange. Okay. And I'm sure that there's some sort of a law right. attached to that right. somewhere that I'm not familiar with. But it makes sense to me. You don't want kids waving around fake guns. Sure. I don't want, you know, you certainly can't take that to school. Uh, I don't want the wrong message that that's going to send anyway. So I'm like, no gun. That's where he drew the line. He wanted the gun, so he said, no Sheriff Hopper. Okay. Like, he stormed out of Spirit <laughs> Halloween. And it's like, I don't know where he's going because I'm driving. Right. Like, he's just walking outside. So, no Sheriff Hopper. Here's what we ended up going with. My wife went online, and I don't know if she found, like, Etsy or something like that, but somebody had one of the, like, a homemade Demi-Gorgon costume. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Those are scary. And believe me, this costume is not scary. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. Um, (laughs) The Demogorgon is like the thing that eats things, right? The big evil Flower kind of. It looks like a flower, right? Where it's got like, it's like a, how do you explain a Demogorgon? That's hard. That's what this (laughs) costume looks like. It looks like a flower. Okay. (laughs) So it's just not as intimidating as a normal Demogorgon. The outfit is skin tight. And it does have a mask, and it looks like, yeah, it looks like a flower. Okay. And there's room for Drew's head. Nice. So he put that on, and it's very difficult to put on, but that's what he's going to wear tonight for trick-or-treating. Cool. But then the school decided to have 
a Halloween party and parade today. And they said you can wear costumes. The problem is, is that Drew can't get the costume on himself. He needs help. Okay. And so we're not going to send him to school with a costume that he can't put on himself. Right. And so he is flipping out at home right now. You just heard me. I just had to call right yeah. home right now to try to calm him down. He he's, is losing it. He's incensed that Aww. he can't go to school today as the Demogorgon. And so we're trying to put together like a soccer outfit from stuff that we already have at home. Right. He's already starting off. I mean, I, I get it. Like you want to have fun at school today and you want to have like a Halloween parade. I'm. I'm happy that they do that. At the same time, it's very inconvenient for the parents. <laughs> I mean, when did they make this announcement? I don't know. It's, it seems like yesterday, maybe. Because that may- seems really last minute. Or maybe I read the email yesterday, yesterday that was right. sent out two weeks ago. That's probably a little bit <laughs> more was, accurate. It was one or the other. Yeah. Uh, how about another another Halloween joke from Drew? Let's end on that. Let's do it. What kind of pumpkins work at a pool? I don't know. What kind of pumpkins work at a pool? Life gourds. Gourds. He was in a much better mood when he was telling those jokes, huh? Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. So I really am bummed that you have growing pains right now with smart parking in Cleveland, because since I've known you, this is all that you've ever wanted. It's all I've wanted. The ability to, to stop running downstairs once, sometimes twice a show to put change into the meter so you can legally park downtown Cleveland and stay here and do your job. Literally. And now smart parking is here. It's arrived in Cleveland, but you're having issues. It's but a I, mess. I I think it's with everything, though. Is with it? Anything that's new, there's going to be growing pains. There's things that we have to massage our way through. I so, mean, this seems pretty stupid, if you ask me. Well, let's do it. Let's massage our way through this. Okay, so yesterday, you know, parked mobily for the first time, or fed my meter mobily. Two hours, 7 to 9 o'clock. I get on the app again at 9 o'clock yes. to add... Another two hours. It's the Park Mobile app yes. for anyone that is going to be parking downtown sometime in soon. And this is what it says. Parking not allowed. You've reached the maximum duration for this zone. Please park in a different zone or please park with a different vehicle. A, a different vehicle? You want me to just drive two cars downtown? At 5.30 in the morning, so I swap a room at 9 o'clock? What does that even mean? Two hours is the maximum duration for this zone? And the thing of it is, is the parking zone, it's not just one parking spot. This zone is three streets wide. So I can't park on this street, I can't park on the next street, and I can't park on the next street. I didn't, I did not anticipate all of these problems. Oh my gosh, me neither. I didn't bring any quarters yesterday. I thought the only change would be the absence of change. That's what I thought. That it was just, you were going to use a a mobile app to pay for your parking. That's it. Yes. Using a mobile app instead of using change, but I did not realize there were so many rules. That went along with parking in downtown Cleveland. So, I, we have to get to the bottom of this now. I, I mean, mean the, it's ridiculous. Who are we calling? We have to. Yeah, I don't know. I'll start somewhere. I Mayor mean, Bibb. I think that's probably too high. 
<laughs> I think we should talk to Mayor Bid because the last time he was here and the only time he was here, um, we discussed this particular circumstance. You know, we're like, we want smart parking. Right. So he already knows my grievances. He already knows it's a thorn in my side. So I feel like he would be the most open to hearing my complaints, maybe. I think that Mayor Bibb got it done. Like he's like, we need to have smart parking here. And he's got a team of people and he's like, all right, let's get it done. Right. And I don't, I'm, I'm sure he's not even aware of the, the current problems that are going on. So we need to find out who's in charge. We'll start with them. Find out who's in charge of all this. Right. And then maybe they can walk us through this. Cause that's crazy. Parking not allowed. Maximum duration, two hours. What's the matter? You're taking my money. And if I walk down there at nine o'clock and feed the meter with coins, it's fine. Oh, so it still accepts coins? Yes. So now you can pay. You can pay using the mobile app, but you can also still put money in there? Yes. So oh. now my um, routine is going to be to pay on the app from 7 to 9, and then at 9 o'clock, take another casual stroll, or not <laughs> casual stroll, another brisk run to feed my meter for two more hours. It's ridiculous. This is good customer feedback. Like, the city should know about this, and I'm sure that they will want to address it. Okay, Again, who do I have to email? This is the first time they've ever had smart parking in downtown Cleveland. There's going to be growing pains. I'm going to just send this break to whoever it is that's in charge and say, please listen to this. Yes, please check our podcast, The Q Morning Show On Demand, uh, and help us out. Come to our rescue. We will get to the bottom of this. I promise. Uh, We also have the Cleveland Confessional on the way this morning. What is Dana in Garfield Heights going through right now? Because her husband is putting his foot down yeah. over something. He's like issuing an ultimatum. Yeah, she has to choose kind of between her husband and her mom. She's pretty stressed about it. Uh, that's coming up. The Cleveland Confessional on the Q Morning Show. The Q Morning Show with Morgan and Bill. Step into our confessional. The Cleveland Confessional on the Q Morning Show. If you have something you'd like to confess, if there's something that you want to talk about, that you need some advice on, that's when you come to us for the Cleveland Confessional. Dana's in Garfield Heights. Dana, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Uh, a little uh, flustered. Tell us what's going on. What What would you like to um, confess? Yeah, I I would like to confess that... My husband is adamant that we cut my mom off financially, um, and it just has my stomach in knots. All right. Yeah, sounds complicated. I mean, I've heard of parents cutting their kids off when they turn 18 or something like that financially. I haven't heard it the other way around. Yeah, give us like a rundown of the current situation, you and your husband, and what's going on with your mom. Okay, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my husband he makes you know really good money, obviously, and um, my mom, you know, I, I have enough to be able to give, and I've been helping my mom with her bills um, because she, you know, she doesn't make enough with her current job to cover all the bills. So once a month, I give her some money, but you know, her, my husband's just tired of paying for her and her boyfriend. And I'm trying to like tell him, like, I, I can't just cut my mom off because she needs, she needs our help. 
and it's I feel weird because I mean it's my husband's money and, and I, I get that, you know, but this is mom and this is the only mom we have left and she needs us. But, you know, her boyfriend is just He's out of work most of the time, and he's using the money to do pretty much whatever he wants to do. So then my mom's, like, struggling, and then she begs me for more money. And then my husband's like, what? I just I just cut a check for last month, and then I just cut a check last week. And so he's, he's just he's over it, and I just I don't, I don't know what to do. Dana, how long has this been going on where you've been financially supporting – you and your husband financially supporting your mom How and long- her boyfriend, right? Yeah, and who I, I hate, I I can't stand him. He he sucks. Um, <laughs> this has been going on a while now, um, and and she wants to keep him. That's like I can't talk her out of leaving him alone. So it's just like, do I want my mom to be out on the street, or do we just? You know, what do we do? We just keep giving the money, knowing that he's going to go and buy stupid stuff. I mean, it's not like he's really, like, buying appliances for the house or keeping up with the house. Like, my mom works, and she comes home, and she cleans, and she cooks for him. And whatever he wants, she's waiting on him hand and foot. And I just, it's, it's, and my husband's done. He's like, I'm not going to pay for your mom and her boyfriend. Like, I'm, I'm paying for another man. That's, it's ridiculous. He needs to get off his butt and he needs to do something. And I agree. It sounds complicated because, like, on one hand, yes, you're giving your mom the money. And when it comes to a certain point, that gets old. But you want to help your mom. But I guess is your main issue the fact that mom's boyfriend is also spending now your husband's money and kind of not using the money how you guys would like him to? Is that what I'm getting out of this? Yeah, that's that's it. I mean... My my husband, at first he was okay, you know, he was okay with giving the money. And because, like I said, it's mom. But once we figured out what this guy was doing with the money, um, and my mom would make up an excuse every single month of, oh, well, that money ran out. And it's like, what do you mean it ran out? Like, we, we always give her extra because we wanted to have fun. Like, she likes to go play bingo. We give her extra money for that. She likes to, you know, go to the gym. So we give her extra money for that. But she hasn't been doing any of that because he's taking the money. Obviously, you and your husband are having conversations about this. Have you had any kind of a conversation with your mom about this? We did. um, And it just ended up being an argument, which I never want to argue with my mom ever again. Um, And she... She doesn't see it. She's just like, you know, well, what do I do? She doesn't want to be alone. The guy's not listening to her. And at this point, I just feel he needs to be kicked out or else my mom move in with us. But is your mom grateful that you're supporting her financially or does she expect it? Okay. No, no, no. She's very grateful. Mom, mom is, no, he's the one that's like, we need more money. You need to call your daughter. We'll call your daughter because, you know, I need this for that. And 
He takes these road trips with his friends. He goes to the bar. So the boyfriend really is the big problem. Like, he's draining the money. You don't necessarily want to be giving your mom all this money, but you do it because you love her and you know she's working hard. But the boyfriend is just throwing it out the window and mom won't break up with this boyfriend that you don't like. Yeah. Okay. That's literally what it is. And we're at we're at our wit's end. Um, I mean, my husband is saying like this week, that's it. He's paying, he's paying the first month of her rent, and he said after November, that's it. He's not going to do anything else. Okay, two one six four seven four zero one zero four. If you have advice for Dana on what she should do, her husband wants to cut. They've been supporting Dana's mom for a while now, but now the husband's like, that's it. I've got problems with how your mom is spending the money. They don't like the boyfriend. So what do they do now? I don't want to oversimplify this, but it's a complicated situation. But I think the answer is simple. Is it not? I don't know. 216-474-0104. Eager to hear what you think. Your call's next. It's Q104. Olivia Rodrigo. Coincidentally, my eight-year-old... Old son Drew has a Halloween joke about vampires. What is it, Drew? Why do vampires eat cows? Why don't vampires eat cows? It's a good one. I don't know. Why? They don't like steaks. It's Q104. Happy Halloween. We're in the middle of the Cleveland confessional right now. We heard from Dana in Garfield Heights, who is in a pretty... I, I can understand where Dana is right now. Like, because this is awkward. This is, it's no fun to have to confront your mom. But for some reason, Dana and her husband have been financially supporting Dana's mom for a while now. Uh, but Dana's husband says this is getting out of control. They always need more money and then more money. And uh, Dana's husband wants to cut them off. Right. Because the boyfriend is spending the money in ways that they don't approve of. Yeah, the boyfriend is a big part of this equation right now. And, and he has not been helpful. Right. I don't think in in trying to come up with uh, with a with a way for all this to work. So let's go to Denise in Sandusky right now. Denise, good morning. Good morning. What's your advice for Dana this morning? I think if, if they're living together, he needs to go. However, that being said, if he's depending on how long he's been there, and if he gets any mail at that address, it will be very difficult to get rid of him. Okay, so you think the boyfriend's the problem? You want to get rid of the boyfriend? What? Of course he is. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would not. I actually have somebody in that same situation, but it's a years long thing and you basically have to evict them. I think that's the harder option, though, to get it your is, mom. But it's tough love. And you ha- I, if this was my mom, I would feel like I have to get my mom out of this situation. How am I going to do that? It's tough love. I'm going to cut her off. All right. Let's see what Sarah and Wycliffe has to say. Sarah, good morning. Good morning. What's your yeah, advice? I think I think stop paying them cash or cutting them a check. Just pay the bills directly. That way you know how the money is being spent. He can't have any free cash to do what he wants. You pay the electric bill. You pay the cell phone bill. You know, just that way you know exactly where the money is going. All right. Very good. Let's go to Renee in Strongsville then real, real quick. Renee, was that your suggestion as well? Yeah. You have to pay the bills directly. That way the boyfriend doesn't get his hands on the money. Okay. That's see that's that's where I was going with this. Like I don't I don't I think it would be 
easier to do it that way, to sit mom down and say, okay, we're not just going to cut you a blank check every month and and have the boyfriend have the opportunity to spend it mm-hmm. and not know where the money is, money is going. Everything is online these days. They can continue to pay bills for the mom and support her financially without having to get rid of the boyfriend. Is it, though? Especially if they're living together. What do you mean? Like... Is that still benefiting the boyfriend? Because the boyfriend is still getting his rent paid for, his electric paid for, all of these things. I feel right. like the the real at the at the end of the day, when you really boil it all down, the relationship is the issue between the mom and the boyfriend, and the money is a byproduct of this toxic relationship. You gotta get mom out of that relationship. How do you get your mom out of a relationship? You stop though? paying for things. <laughs> You stop paying for things. I don't know. I'm not seeing that part. Like, I'm not seeing how you can convince your mom. I mean, it's it's no different than your mom trying to control your relationship. Yeah, right but, I, but I'm not asking my mom to pay for everything for me. But that's not true. I mean, and, my, and my husband. But a lot of people do. There's a lot of parents that support their kids even into their early 20s even longer because even if you pay for a bill like i do think it's a good option i'm not saying that it's not you pay for a bill but the asking isn't gonna stop because the boyfriend's not going to be satisfied with just them paying one bill so how do you eliminate the problem of the boyfriend using weaponizing the mom against her daughter you get her out of this relationship i think that would be really difficult to do like i don't i don't I don't have any idea what that would look like. Tough love. To make your mom break up with Tough her boyfriend. Tough love, you cut him off. Well, I don't, I don't, yeah, I guess we're just going to We're going to agree disagree. to disagree. I say just see how it works with paying just the bills that they need to be paid, and then the boyfriend doesn't have the extra cash to throw around. Yeah, we'll and see. Then, we'll see how that works. Maybe he doesn't even want to stick around. Maybe the problem takes care of itself. Well, there you go. That would be the best case scenario, I think. All right. Anything else? You can always text us. 216 <laughs> 474-0104. That's the number to Texas as well. Call us in Texas at the same number. It's the Q Morning Show. Happy Halloween. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill on Halloween. All things entertainment right now. Let's do a Hollywood dirt sheet. Taylor Swift has jetted over to Kansas City after the Chiefs lost. So up until this weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs had been 4-0 and when Taylor Swift was in attendance. And boyfriend Travis Kelsey was playing some of the best football of his career. That all came... Crashing down as Taylor Swift was a no-show for the game against the Denver Broncos on Sunday. And the heavily favored Chiefs were beaten. So Taylor flew back to Travis's side yesterday morning with her private jet spotted touching down at the airport before her team packed her bags into the back of two black SUVs and then drove off. Uh, The bad news for Kansas City fans, Taylor will be catching fewer Chiefs games moving forward because the South American leg of her Eras tour is about to get underway. 
Kim Kardashian's Skims is now the official underwear of the NBA, WNBA, and USA Basketball. The partnership comes just after the launch of the men's line of Skims. Uh, Kim shared her pride in the Skims NBA partnership, emphasizing its impact on culture and the connection it will bring between people through fashion and sports. And fans of Friends have been waiting to hear a statement from the cast, and that's exactly what we got yesterday. Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, and David Schwimmer issued a joint release that said they were devastated. They said, we are more than just castmates. We are family. There's so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. The group then sent our thoughts and our love to Maddie's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. David and I watched Friends last night. Did I did, you? too. I watched the pilot. What did I you- did, too. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Maybe we watched it. Th- what time did you watch it at? Nine o'clock. Oh, I was a little earlier. David and I watched it as we were eating dinner at about six o'clock. Did you watch it on Max? Yes. Because they they added the tribute. Did you see the tribute? Yes. Right at the beginning, they just have a picture of Matthew Perry, and it says, in memory of Matthew Perry, 1969 to 2023. I wanted, I just wanted to feel connected yeah. somehow. And, because I haven't seen that episode. In over 20 years? I yeah. mean, I used to watch reruns of Friends all the time, but that was probably in the early part of 2000s, like right when the show went off the air. I can't believe that show had a renaissance during COVID time. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if that's a show that holds up because of all the 90s references. And- I think people are longing for it these days, though. I mean, how many times do we talk about it? Like... We miss the good old days, you know? Like, yeah. nothing seems as happy anymore, like, across the board. Movies, music, pop culture. Like, we want to go back to the 90s. TBS is also going to um, do a marathon beginning tomorrow, honoring him. And it's going to be the best of Chandler okay. marathon. So all of the best episodes highlighting him and his wonderful... I think I'm going to keep watching. I think I'm going to keep too. going with the show. I am, too. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. Coming back with Battle of the Burbs and tickets to the Christmas Connection at the IX Center. Real life. Real Cleveland. Awesome way to wake up. It's the Q Morning Show. So much good music. I love it. 104. From the 1-800-HURT-NOW Traffic Center. In Northeast Ohio, we proudly rep our suburbs. But there can be only one winner in the land. Battle of the Burbs on the Q Morning Show. Let's welcome our contestant. That plural. Was, that was supposed to be plural. <laughs> Marissa is first. Marissa is in Aurora. She is a graduate of Nordonia High School. Good morning, Marissa. Good morning. Do you have to go trick-or-treating tonight? Yes, of course. Taking the kids out? Yes. I have a Batman and a Robin. Aw, cute. Awesome. And let's bring in Dee, your challenger here this morning. Dee is in North Royalton, graduate from Lincoln West High School. Dee, do you have to go out on the trick-or-treat route, or will you be receiving tonight? No, I'm going out, and we have two bumblebees. Two bumblebees. Two bumblebees. Very cute. All right, well, someone's going to have Christmas Connection tickets by the end of Battle of the Burbs, so good luck. Oh, my gosh. Why are they so nice this week? I love that. (laughs) I do, too. All right, ladies, your name is your buzzer. It's the best of five question challenge. Question number one. It is Halloween edition, after all. What is the name of the killer doll in the Child's Play series? Marissa. Marissa? 
Chucky. Chucky is correct. Question number two. Which Halloween candy was originally referred to as chicken feed? D. D? Candy corn? Candy corn is correct. We're tied with one answer right apiece. Question number three. The hit song Thriller was released in what? Marissa. Marissa? 1989? Not 1989. Do you have a guess? 1990? Was not. The answer was 1982. We're still oh. tied. Uh, question number four. According to USA Today, what is the most popular Halloween candy? Marissa. Marissa? Reese's. That is correct. And that's my favorite. Oh, oh I know. D. I fell for you, D. <laughs> okay, D, you could tie the game with this question if you miss it, or if Marissa gets it correct, Marissa, you will win. Question number five. What is the name of the evil clown? In Marissa. Marissa? It. Oh. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Let me finish the question. <laughs> question number five. What is the name of the evil clown? D. D? Is it the Joker? Let me finish the question. <laughs> what is the name of the evil clown in Stephen King's It? The Marissa. answer, unfortunately, Marissa, would have been Pennywise. Um, but that's it. I, I mean, you win, Marissa, because nobody got that question right. That was a sad way to end the game. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. You still won. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. We'll Marissa's, just say it was strategy. Marissa's favorite candy, by the way, is a Snickers bar. It is, yes. Yeah. And she knew that everybody else's favorite is Reese's, but <laughs> she said. I mean, Reese's is great. But she prefers the Snickers. Thank you, Marissa. Have a great day. Happy Halloween tonight. Thank you. You got a fast car. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill, happy Halloween. My eight-year-old son, Drew, has Halloween jokes this morning. Why don't ghosts do stand-up comedy? Why don't ghosts do stand-up comedy? I don't know. They always get booed. Ah, <laughs> Good it, one, Drew. It's going to be a cold trick-or-treat tonight, and I'm glad. I'm glad about it. I'm sure parents that have to go out trick-or-treating tonight aren't too thrilled about it. But I, I really want Drew to experience a cold Halloween. Like the ones that I had to endure when Why I was a kid. Why do you want him to experience it? Just because you had to go through it? Yeah, this kid was born in Arizona, so he doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know what it was like growing up as a kid. And you'd have, I remember snowstorms on Halloween. Like oh, yeah. actual like snow on the ground. I do too. And you're walking around trick-or-treating. And you have your costume on, but then your mom bundled you up in yeah, your, no one can see it. your big winter coat. No one can see your costume because you were wearing your puffer coat. <laughs> and you got your snow pants on yep. and your snow boots. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's the point of wearing this costume? Right. And then you go out trick-or-treating. And, and those were probably miserable, but also fun. You know, because you're with your friends and it was always a good time. It's just funny because, like, as a kid, you don't think twice about it. You're like, oh, I'm still going to go. But once you're an adult and you have those kids, you're like, oh, I really hope my kid is like, oh, it's too cold. But, you know, that's not going to happen. I think I am. I don't think I'm going trick or treating tonight because I think that I'm responsible for handing out candy. Oh, yeah. How did you manage that? I I, I think I just always they always just ask me to do it. That's nice. You got out of the hard stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's well, there's a Cavs game on tonight. Okay, so my, that's going to be playing in the background. Yeah, my oldest son Drew, uh, Will he got invited to the Cavs game. Uh, I did not, but it'll be on, so I'll be watching that. Is he and, going? Yeah, Will's going oh, to the Cavs game. Oh, so he's game. not going trick or treating. He'd rather go to the Cavs game. No, he's not into it anyway. Twelve nice. years old. It's sad. It's sad when your your kids really not into trick or treat anymore. Right, it's I like get that. Just another thing that has gone away. What happens to in your neighborhood for trick-or-treat, because you live in an apartment building. Yeah, I have no kids in my apartment. So, thank God, I don't have to do anything. So, there's there's nothing going nothing, on. Nothing, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, that's... Because a lot of times in apartment buildings, kids will, will go door-to-door right. inside the apartment. It's a lot safer that way and warmer. Right, right. No, this is specifically why I decided to live in a retirement home, so that I wouldn't have trick-or-treaters on <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> that was my thought process the whole time. Wait a minute. I knew that there were older people that lived in the apartment building. It's not a literal a retirement home, it's is it? It's not literal. It's a like, 55 and up if community. If someone came and surveyed the land, they'd probably think that. Like, it would <laughs> not be a stretch. Like, you had to apply, like, a special <laughs> permit to be allowed in this 55 yes, and up community? and I love it. I love it. It's so quiet in there. Nobody ever bothers me. It's great. That's awesome. Um, it is Halloween, of course, today. And for the past couple of weeks, we've been doing real-life ghost stories. And my sister said to me the other day, she's like, have you told our family ghost story? And I was like, you know what? I have not told that story. In fact, I completely forgot about it. Believe it or not, I forgot about our family ghost story. Family ghost story. Which only, it happened two years ago. Okay. Which is odd to me that I forgot about it. But I get the chance to tell it here on Halloween. Let's hear it. So Bill's real-life ghost story is coming up. It's the Q Morning Show. Cleveland is waking up to the Q Morning Show. Awesome way to wake up. It's Morgan and Bill. So much good music. I love it. On Q104. Q104. 90s, 2000s, and now. Good morning. It's Morgan and Bill. Ooh. Got to set the mood here. Okay. Should we dim the lights? No. We can, though. I mean, it's radio. Right. Nobody, nobody would know if we turned the lights down. I would know. It would really be for us. Um, so, yeah, this is my real-life ghost story that happened to me and my family two years ago. Okay, when you say your family, yeah. were there other people in attendance? Uh, yeah, this will become clear. So I, I do need to give you a few details just for context. Okay. So I moved home. I, I moved back to Cleveland in July of 2021. Okay. And the reason why I did that, one of the main reasons why I did that, is because my dad at the time was not doing well, and I wanted to spend as much time with him as possible. And I'm grateful that I did that because my dad passed away on October 11th of 2021. Two months later, and I have dates here of when it actually happened. Okay. On Wednesday, December 29th, my mom received a text and it said, thank you. From an unknown number? It was from my dad. From your dad's number? From my dad's phone number. Okay. That's weird. And so my mom obviously is very freaked out right. over this. And I'll tell you what she did in a second. But when the family got together, 
mean, this is a mystery. We're trying to figure this out. Right. My dad, who's been gone for two months, just texted my mom. Right. On a random Wednesday afternoon. The number that was your dad's phone number. And all he texted was... Thank you. Thank you. So we thought of everything. Like we were thinking, could this just be a text lost in space? Like my dad texted this months ago. And when you hear about that, like texts that just don't go anywhere and then all of a sudden they get delivered to a phone. Or maybe somebody has his number now, like a new number. Well, that was the second thing. That we thought of. The, the most obvious answer is right. that. So we checked with my sister um, and she indeed shut my phone or my dad's phone off. Okay. We even, um, so my mom actually still has my dad's old cell phone. She powered it up, charged it and powered it up just to look at his text history uh-huh. to see if he somehow texted thank you s- somewhere to her. And then she's just receiving the text now. But the, there's no service to the phone. So... Couldn't check it. The text did not come from my dad's phone. Okay. Um, do you want to know what it is? Because we did, we did find an answer. To okay. This. Well, I think I think I know what it is. Somebody is else it? had your dad's phone number. Okay. We'll explain this. How would the person that has my dad's phone number know te- your mom? Text my mom and text the word thank you. Yeah. Um. I don't have an answer to that question. Because it's impossible, right? I, I mean, would even think if, so. Even if the phone number is free and somebody has it now, they don't have my dad's phone contact history right, in there. Right, right. They wouldn't know your mom's phone number. Right. So how did that happen? I don't know. That I don't have an answer to. Okay. We do have, I do have an answer okay, for Okay, tell me. I'm, I'm on pins and needles over here. So between my aunts and my uncles, there were a lot of text uh, group text going around. Okay. And so, so here's, well, here's what my mom did. So my mom texted the phone number and she's like, this is very important. Can you please tell me how you got my number and how you sent this text? Long story short, um, my mom went back and forth with this person. Yes, it was someone who just got that phone number. Okay. It was also was an older woman. It was an old woman who had the phone, and she's like, I don't know how to work this thing. Okay. And she kept getting these group texts with my dad's number still on it oh. from my aunts and my uncles. And she's like, how do I get this to stop? Oh, my God. And I think she was texting somebody, but then she accidentally... Only texted your mom. Only texted my mom, and she only texted... Thank, Thank you. you for removing her from the group text. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that would only happen to you. Okay, but the story continues. Oh, gosh. Another text. I texted the woman. Okay. The old woman. And I said, who is the president of the United States right now? <laughs> to just see if it was really a ghost or not. And she said, Herbert Hoover. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Go! <laughs> I can't tell if you're lying or not. I hate when you do this to me. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Jack, listen Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Happy Halloween! Wait, this are, is Christmas music. Why are we playing this music? Yay! Turn it up. Morgan cannot wait for Halloween to be over. I hate Halloween. And I love Christmas. And she talked about earlier how 
You've already started decorating the apartment for Christmas. Mm-hmm. What sure do you got up so far? Did. I took a picture of it. I'll put it on our Instagram story at the King Morning Show. It's very minimal. I just changed out um, what's on my TV stand. I have a little nutcracker and a little gold Christmas tree. But every day that goes by from now until Christmas, I'll put out a new Christmas decoration. <laughs> it's like your own little... Whatever days till Christmas. <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, your personal advent yeah, calendar. Yeah, 60 there. days till Christmas. Uh, you're not the only one, apparently. Yes. Brittany's on the line. Brittany, good morning. Good morning. Now, what's going on at your house? Well, I'm decorated. I just have to do the outside and do a little bit more inside, but I put my tree up. Oh, um, the tree is up. Oh, yeah. The whole living room is decorated. I haven't let my kids put the decorations on the tree yet. So, uh-huh. but the, the tree and the lights are up. Um, and we're, we're ready for Christmas. I figure Christmas, Christmas is like Thanksgiving. You know, we're thankful for Christmas. <laughs> now, is, is there trick or treat festivities tonight with you and the kids? Yeah, we'll just go to my mom's house because she's still decorated for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I love it. Your house would just be a little out of place. I'm with you, Brittany. It makes you feel better. It really does. Christmas makes me so happy. It makes my kids so happy. Um, We have deer that come around, so they're like, oh, Santa's reindeer is here for us. And I'm like, yeah, they are. They're watching. So when they came home from school yesterday, they were so excited to see the tree. All right, Brittany. Christmas lovers, yeah. unite! All right, we'll try to yes. get, we'll try to get this Halloween show out of the way so the Christmas lovers can Woo, we're get, ready. get to what they enjoy the most. Thanks, Brittany. It's the Q Morning Show, Q104. Good morning. Miley Cyrus. It's Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill. All things entertainment right now. Morgan has a Hollywood dirt sheet. Let's do it. Channing Tatum is officially off the market in a more permanent way, I guess you could say. He and Zoe Kravitz are engaged after dating since 2021. People magazine broke the news, citing multiple sources confirming the engagement. They recently stepped out on Halloween together, and Zoe was wearing a big ring uh, while also dressed as Rosemary Woodhouse from Rosemary's Baby, and Channing was dressed up as a large baby. Justin Timberlake and his family head to Mexico after Britney Spears' memoir, Bombshells. Uh, JT and his family are taking a break from the drama unleashed by Britney Spears' memoir with a trip to Mexico. JT was seen holding his youngest son and looked in good spirits as they stepped off a jet in Cabo San Lucas. Reports say Jessica Biel and the couple's other son are in Mexico as well. At the current time being, both Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel have the comment section turned off on their Instagram. I'm sure Justin would say, no, it's a family vacation in Mexico. Right. I'm not escaping. Like, he's not going to admit to leaving the country because of Britney's memoir, is he? Right. And, I mean, the paparazzi clearly still found him. Yeah. Like, it's not like, what are you escaping exactly? And uh, the, we really were waiting for a moment to um, hear from the cast of Friends about Matthew Perry's passing. And we did get a joint statement from the cast 
yesterday. Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, and David Schwimmer issued a joint release that confirmed they are devastated. Um, it said, we are more than just castmates. We are family. There's so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. The group then sent their love and support to Matt's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.